Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. We're really cooking with gas now. We're fully made up in the new studio. This is the second episode. This isn't a special episode. I always say um, this is a special episode almost too much. I think I degrade what a special episode is. This is a run of the mill. This is an everyday. This is a casual episode. To be honest, it's probably going to be better than most special episodes because the pressure's off. This is going to be standard. This is what you're going to expect. You know, I'm not, I don't have a special guest on. I don't have anyone of interest. Like, I only have Andrew, who is filler for when I can't find a bigger guest. But I do actually have a lot of um, bigger guests lined up, potentially. Over the next couple of weeks, I hope to get some big, big comedians. So Andrew will probably not get back on the podcast for another couple of months, which is exciting for everyone involved. Um, Though I'm very happy with the setup, uh, we're still adding to the studio. I think the light and using 4K with this Gorge camera means that it actually can work against us in some ways because I thought we both looked fucking dreadful uh, in the last episode. Um, I was very excited with how it looked and then I was like, actually, it's upsetting to look at us. That's why I also had to remind you that it's available on Spotify. Um, And there was more listens on Spotify for that episode than there has been in most episodes. And I understand why. Because if I was watching two men who looked like drunk, dried, like dried mango or like dried fruit in a fruit dehydrator, just looked awful. The lack of care that we put in to how we looked was quite rude, I felt, to the, the viewer. And I understand why you would have switched straight on to listening. Especially Andrew, to be honest. I looked bad, but Andrew really could not have given less of a fuck of how he looked. Truly drawn out. He looked old. It wasn't a good look. I've been producing um, BB and Jesse Cave's podcast, which is on YouTube now. It's very good. I would recommend watching it. Uh, and honestly, they have to do outfit change. They have to check. They make sure they look good. They look perfect. This is an embarrassment comparatively because we really look terrible. We look a bit better today, but um, yeah, welcome to the show, Andrew Cohen. Thank you. I've put some trousers on today. Yeah, it looks very good. I've um, had a shower. I'm not hungover. Yeah, it, it, so that was genuinely... Well, we just, we both, we went out the night before yeah. together. So we kind of rolled out in the morning and then just kind of scurried upstairs. And then that was the result of it. But there's something terrifying about seeing your, 4K, uh, your face in 4K. No one should have to see it. The morning after, no one should no have to. No one should have to see it in 4K. To, to see. Back, in, back in ancient Egypt... They the don't have to worry about these they things. They didn't, because the, the reason why... Has so technology much, gone too far? <laughs> has technology... Already, we've cracked it. Save it, Drew. They've got a much... Oh, Christ, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. That's the, big, that's the big thing on the plan. <laughs> <laughs> has technology gone too far? The 12-part series with Andrew Cohen <laughs> and Horatio Gould. Um, but in ancient Egypt, anxiety has been rising steadily. And I think one of the main reasons... In ancient Egypt? No. <laughs> Was that a historical analysis? <laughs> no, of... that's in the parallel universe where ancient yeah. Egypt is the present. It's and now, going, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. ancient Egypt, anxiety has been on the rise. On the rise, on the rise. Since and I think, ancient Egypt. Since ancient Egypt. I think that's a fair comment. Yeah, since then, people weren't anxious back then. Um, but it's been steadily going up. And I think a big part of it, though probably the alienation of late capitalism might play a part. Oops. I'm still not convinced. Um <laughs> Uh, I do think the 4K cameras um, revealing your backheads and your physical flaws are a huge reason for the um, increase in anxiety. 
Um, yes, but not everyone does a pot. You, you need to distance yourself from everyone else because not everyone puts themselves in this situation on a weekly basis. It's true. It feel, I, I act like I've been um, forced to do this, but it's very much by my own making. These are my life. This isn't this the natural room. trajectory since ancient <laughs> Egypt that we all sit in our rooms and do podcasts. Yeah, but in ancient Egypt, they had all those um, wall paintings and that's how you would, that, that's how one would, that's media back then. That's yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And that, it's like a shit drawing, which is like three lines of paint it's That's, true it's not going to reveal your flaws is it speaking of appearances we were we were there's a i think we can get the shot in now yeah uh of just when we were setting up the podcast and there's a lovely angle of my nose mm -hmm. and i this my nose has been something that's plagued me um for about i think 10 years now sure. 10 years now because one one day i was at school um and at school there was this back stairwell Sure. And there, to to the staircase, there were three separate stories. Yeah. Okay. But you could, there was no gaps, in, there was no mm -hmm. walls in between. You yeah. could walk all the way up, and you'd be able to hear whatever. Um, and I walked past a group of girls, three girls in the year below, mm. who were having a bit of a gossip session, and it pricked my ears. You know, sure. I got a bit interested yeah. by it. They were on the bottom. Are they? The are they younger? They're younger. Classic. I, I'm, He's always listening. In. I, I'm not sure what you're trying to imply by you're that. You're a paedophile. Onwards, <laughs> not in this climate, Horatio. Um, Sorry. So I then walked upstairs. You're not. You're not a paedophile. Uh, did we have to clarify that? Andrew is not a paedophile. I just like I'm listening to text. younger girls gossip. Andrew is not a paedophile. Onwards the story. So I had to. They were gossiping downstairs the about something, girls. but I am interested in the young girls' gossip, <laughs> not in anything else. Of the because young girls. he's they not were a year younger. A They're only pedophile. a year below. I'm not paedophile. <laughs> um, they then. So they were, got, they were gossiping. I walked past. My ears were pricked. Yeah. I was interested. They tickled my fancy. Sure. Shit, don't say that. No, that's the wrong thing. They I, tickled I my interest. They made yeah. me... I was interested in what they were talking about <laughs> as human beings. They were talking about some interesting gossip. Sure. I then... You're not so, much of a snooper, though. So I'm not a why, snooper. This is, I'm a, I snoop. Well, I, I think this is why I'm not a snooper, because I thoroughly <laughs> learned my lesson. So they were, they were on the bottom floor talking yeah. about some gossip that I was interested in. So then I kind of slowly walk up to the top floor yeah. and stop, lean on the railing, have a listen into what they're talking about. Um, and they were going, going at it, going yeah. at it, going at it. And they stopped and went, is that guy in the year above still listening into this? Is he upstairs? And, and then you're like... Oh, they, did you did you think it was gonna be bad or good? Well, were you thinking, oh, here we go? Well, no, I thought <laughs> here I, we go. I was, I was never scared about being rumbled because I wasn't in their dialogue. No, but I mean, did you expect that they were gonna start saying like, "Is he gone? He's so fit." Maybe, but they said, "Oh yeah, is he the one in the year above with the weird nose?" Nightmare, absolute nightmare. So I went in the I went to the bathroom just before I came back into the class and just kind of looked in the mirror. <laughs> Because it's such a, I've never, I, I'm quite, uh, I, I, I've discussed some of my physical <laughs> flaws. I do it on the, on, the, on the podcast, but I've never had anyone said I had a weird yeah. nose, nor since. Yeah. And so since <laughs> then, I've just, every now and then I look at myself in the mirror like, maybe they were right. I don't think you have a weird nose. But everyone but I bring it up to goes, no, no you don't. you don't have a weird nose. But I would nose. never believe them because, because of that one story. Why would they story. say it if it so wasn't? So it, it droops. You know, it droops a bit down. That's, that's a nose. That's what a nose does. Yeah, but this is what they've got me thinking. Yeah, I, know. I don't think. Um, comment below. Please, uh, honestly, please comment below. Can we, if we can get a discussion started of whether the, I have a weird nose or not, because I'd like some objective 
uh, a jet of evidence to go off it. I mean, I do ask people to comment below a lot, and it, it very rarely does anyone ever comment below. Uh, so I always do it because that's what professional podcasts do. They're like messaging, comment below, and then they'll discuss all the comments and all the the rifle. We've engaging. had too many to uh, talk through. I'll have like three, and once again, um, my fan base. As I've said before, the fan base of the podcast, they're rabid animals. And I. You think, essentially just get abused. Yeah, it, well, it's just this weird, very strange relationship. I brought this up where um, people listen to the podcast, like the podcast, but don't like me, which is a very strange thing, seeing as primarily it's a solo podcast, which is just an odd yeah, thing it's a, it's to find thing me. To... Um, and a I perfect like example why... of this is so this, this guy called Ellis, um, who's a, a big listener of the podcast, and I owe him a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to slag him off. But this is a perfect example of the sort of um, shit I have to deal with. Um, it's because you come out very sincere and then the person in the, like you're asking genuinely for engagement yeah. and then you reply to the comments on it. Yeah, on you, the podcast, that's the good way to And then you're just, you're just meted with abuse. Yeah, so here's an example of the kind of shit. This is what happens when most of your fans are like 12 year olds on TikTok. Um, uh, oh, also, how often will this spin-off be posted? This was about the last episode I did with BB Cave. Um, and that's a nice question. I was how often them. you do it? I want more content. Yeah, Tell I'm me like, how often it's going to be. Not sure yet. How often would you like Ellis? He's, he's, nice. he's engaged. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah. He's engaged with, the, with Then you. Ellis says, and this just sums it up, Horatio Gould. Honestly, I don't know how much I trust your work ethic, so I wouldn't like to set a target. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I did like a, I did five podcasts a week. I did 20 podcasts in 28 days. Because he's opening up. He's <laughs> like, oh, how often are you going to do it? And then when you throw it back at him, he's like, well, I don't want my opinion because I, I don't want to I don't want to give you too much work. <laughs> and no, I don't, nor do I trust your no, ability. He doesn't trust. It was, Maybe more, it was a salty got... comment because I've taken, there's been po- moments where I burnt out because I did 20 podcasts in 28 days. Uh, and then I took like a week off. He's I said I was doing it. Uh, I took a month off. We took a month off to do this. I've taken long breaks off. So clearly, it's once again, it's that weird mix between he... The dig is that I don't do enough podcasts. So he clearly likes the podcast and he wants them regularly. But he does it in a way that it's like slagging me off. So he likes the content, but doesn't like me. He's happy with the content, but angry at the frequency of the content. Yeah. So And he puts that down to your personality. (laughs) Yeah, so comment down below... Um, but to be honest, I like that. I like this very strange relationship. I, yeah. I don't. Every comedian, be it big or at my level, I've never seen anyone with fans as awful as mine. <laughs> like and subscribe. All right. So once again, as we are not only a men's mental health and physical health podcast, as we did actually, to be fair, we did discuss at the beginning was about men's mental and absolutely health, about anxiety and appearance. Nose anxiety. <laughs> Nose anxiety. Because of some bitches in the year below. <laughs> Shake your self-confidence for the rest of your life. Yeah, uh, Horatio's got a weird nose. Mm. He, my problem, I think my main problem with this is that I have a normal nose. <laughs> yeah, I've been the I've been the one subject to derision about mm. my nose. Mm. Yeah, this fucker over here with the tiniest stem of the nose, the bone of the nose, with the largest nostrils. Huge nostrils. I've it's like having a seen. tiny dick and massive balls. <laughs> it, it, re- it really, it really is. So why don't whoever those girls were in the year below? Why don't you stop slagging me off and talk about him? <laughs> Message in the comments. I do have a very. It's like a sawn-off shotgun. Yes. Yeah. yeah for maximum spray. It's a snub nose pistol. Oh. Anyway, what's been happening in the news, Drew? There's been a poisoning. Cool. Right. That's the topic. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> about my bum. Uh, no. <laughs> Let's go back to the real shit. No, so there is the breaking news story yesterday. Yeah. So this, what's, what's today? Thursday, the 3rd of September. Yesterday being the 2nd this of September. Be tomorrow. Which will be released tomorrow. So the 4th. Mm. Date, say. Um, so there was confirmation from German officials, health officials and public officials, that... Now vainly, now vainly, now vainly, Navali, 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 Navali. This is how far we got, really. Essentially, um, was poisoned. Is confirmed. So he's not dead. It was. He's not dead. He's in a, in a fairly stable, but not that stable condition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, let's set this up differently. Should we start uh, that I'm, again? No, no, we're not going to start it again. Instead, I'm, we're going to set this up as I'm going to pretend to be Sky News. You're going to be the guy <laughs> on the scene. Um, Breaking news just in. There has been another poisoning by Russia. The opposition leader, Navalny, he's been sent back to a flight to Berlin. He's currently in a coma. More news by our correspondent on the ground, Andrew Kerwin. So here in Berlin, there has been a poisoning... Um, it's a confirmed poisoning by German public health officials. <laughs> um, there is, he was tested, his, 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 system, his system has been tested positive. His bodily system has been tested positive for Navalny. The man has been tested in his, in his bloodstream. There, it is official beyond doubt that he was poisoned by Novikoch, the nerve agent from the Novikoch group. Novikoch group. <laughs> Thank you. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was. So he was in. He basically was. Um, was opposition to Putin. Opposition to Putin. He's been leading a lot of um, rallies and movements looking into corruption yeah. in Russian government. So that's basically ag aggression to Putin mm -hmm. in in the government. And then he was taken ill on a flight what? over Serbia. Siberia. Siberia. <laughs> Oh, Jesus I don't Christ. know why I opened the news to you, but you carry on. But we're still going. <laughs> fly over Siberia. Loosely true news story. <laughs> but the the problem, the problem, the problem before. What's the problem? Before we continue with this, <laughs> the problem with this news story is that it's very unclear which words yeah. refer to people. Which this words? Is a, this is a, this has happened a lot. Russian poisoning. There's a from Litvinenko, the Salisbury um, to Navalny. There's a lot of Russian there's poisons a lot, a lot of to Russian wrap your heads around. That's but with every single about. news story, because of the convoluted words yeah. that exist, you don't know which word is relating to a person, a place, or a poison. Yeah, it's weird. Like Novichok, Amesbury, Salisbury, Navalny, Scriptcool. We don't know who's they what. Mean, What's the poison? Nothing. Who's the person? Where's the place? When when looking up doing research for this <laughs> for this podcast, I looked up Salisbury because I thought initially that was the the name of the agent who had been poisoned. <laughs> And I was just greeted with a, a map what, of the England. agent who had been poisoned as opposed to the nerve agent, which is what the poison is. <laughs> but Russian agents, no, because Russian agents me, use the nerve agent to poison the person. Yeah, and the, the person, so it's a nerve agent, which is the poison used by Russian agents to point, poison ex-Russian ex agent. Maybe an ex-Russian agent. Well, was that, was because this guy's an agent. No, no, this guy's an agent. But, but Litvinenko? Litvinenko is an agent. 
Salisbury, the guy was an ex-Russian agent, yeah. and it gets investigated by British and German agents. There's too many agents. How do you expect me to wrap my head around this? So they've all been talking about Salisbury with the Salisbury one, and then also they also sometimes use Amesbury because apparently Salisbury is just the overall place. Amesbury is where is it the specifically, place specifically is in Salisbury, and then Novichok. I thought. Can you sum it up? Can you sum up all three poisons in one sentence? All three poisons. Or yeah. One sentence. Okay, just do just do two then. Russian opposition leader Navalny was poisoned by Russian agents using the nerve agent Novichok. From the Novichok group. From the Novichok group over Siberia. Now he's in coma in Berlin. This is linked to the previous poisoning of Sergi and Yulia Skripal in Amesbury, Salisbury, who were also poisoned by Novichok, the nerve agent from the Novichok group, who's not a person, it's the poison, which also, I think, links back to Litvinenko, who was poisoned. I think by... The links are just because... That, was very, that was very good, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> I am genuinely you, impressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, they're, they're all linked in the sense that it's all Russian... The, the Russian power structure is poisoning any dissenters and anyone that's vis- verbally against or criticises the Russian government. So what, what the interesting thing about this is that it's clear that... Um, Oh no! So the Litvinenko was poisoned by polonium two ten. True, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't poisoned by Novikov from the nerve agent group. And polonium two ten, I like that because that's clearly the poison. It's the yeah. person's not called. That's polonium. a real name for that's it. That's real, not Novikov, who just sounds like a yeah. Russian dude. Yeah, Novikov. It's way too. It's way too vague. If you're going to poison someone, do it with the right yeah. nerve agent. What I find interesting about this is that clearly, because I remember Litvinenko. That was when I was growing up, and we. This has been happening all over the place. If you look at. Uh, Putin's whole reign in power. He's constantly putting down dissenters. Um, before, I just thought Russians are being idiots because it's so clear that mm. it's them. Yeah. Like, it's why use the same nerve agent on, that you did the last time? That you did the last time. And both, uh, both of, so both um, the Salisbury case and the Navalny case, both of them, it was put in their tea. They were both drinking tea. So it's, it's, it's so clear. And I'm like, it's clear, it's clearly that's Russian incompetence. But Speaking to Russians and watching a documentary on it, um, apparently th- their view is it's like they fully want people to know it's them. That's the, the element that I don't think gets talked about in the media is that the Russian government knows that we all know it's them, but they want you to know it's them because that's how it works. It needs to work as a deterrent. But so they need, to, they need to do it to the point where they can't be properly um, tried for it it can't be properly linked back to them, but it's clear it's them because it sends out a message to the centres. Well, but that, that's so. This is the the interesting conversation about poisoning that uh, that that we can have. I'm sure we will have right now. <laughs> Liquid podcast. Ooh, it's fire. <laughs> um, but with poisoning, the whole I think the whole point historically, the whole point of poisoning is the fact that you're doing it covertly, so that you don't. It can't be traced back to you. Yeah. In any way. Because it, it can be so they well the Russians have claimed that this was a metabolic um, disease nice. or something to do with their diet. Just, the, just than, the lack of it's just dodgy. You have it's with just any news. <laughs> um, <laughs> metabolic, metabolic, uh, or <laughs> not um, a chalk. Uh, but it's the well they're they're almost blaming it on the tea. You know they're just drinking the wrong cups of tea essentially. But with poisoning, the whole point of poisoning is the fact that it is incognito. It's something to kill someone off quietly. I think that I would say that 
I don't think they're trying to claim credit for it. I think I don't think I don't think it's a thing where the Russians are going. Oh, we want to poison this person to say we obviously did this for the international community to see. Not for the international. Community, I just think they don't care. Inter- they, it doesn't matter. Just don't give a it fuck. doesn't matter because people in Russia know this is happening. Everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why the German the German government came out and said this is beyond doubt because they know what the Russian government are going to reply yeah, with, clearly. i.e., the metabolic nah. thing. They're just like nah, nah. nah. He had a bad tummy. Yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> The point is, they don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter because when you've got such corruption and such a dictatorship with extreme power across all structures, yeah. you don't need to give a fuck. I just, I, because I, it's the same thing as we talk about with Brexit. It's just like it's fucked, but part of me deep down respects it. There's like an element that you gotta just, respect the hustle. You gotta respect just the boldness to keep on doing it. Yeah, the amount of shit they went. Well, it's to, a real theme for our boys gone wild. Yeah, the this is boldness. a Putin Russia. Russia is an ultimate country for boys gone wild because they don't give a fuck. Like the amount of shit they've been through with these last poisoning, the amount of media storm, the sanctions they're getting that are like economically strangling Russia. And then they just keep doing it. They don't give a fuck. And they'll just deny it because we live in a post-truth world where it's not... It, it no longer saying something, the facts are there. All you have to say is, but where's the evidence? Exactly. You give the evidence. Well, everything's in the story. So Yeah, so the, you'll go like, um, but where's the evidence? Even if the whole fact. story is the evidence. E- exactly. You just have to respond... There's no evidence. Or and then people will be dietary. like, it's a good point. Or it's dietary. Facts and evidence are created within the media cycle and the media stories. It's this person, Germ- the German government says, beyond doubt, this happened. The Russian government says, nah, he had a, he had a, dodgy, he had a dodgy foot. And he, had a foot. he had a dodgy tummy. Sure. We'll go back to tummy. <laughs> such, um, such a poor report. <laughs> <laughs> Today, the Russian government have come out and said he had a bad foot. <laughs> Doesn't make much sense. But back to you in the studio. <laughs> Um, but again, two conf- the only the only truth we have in political discourse is in the way in which stories are created, in way the way in which you counter it. It's a narrative counter narrative, and there's some sort of synthesis in between the two. Sure, and that and whatever's the dominant one, whatever captures the minds and hearts and imagination of the people, will be the one that sticks. The interesting thing about people who ardently defend conspiracy theories yeah. is that they. The lack of so they believe in something so blindly, yeah. but they're also against people believing things blindly. Yeah. So they're against the idea that they believe that all every everyone in the public is being so duped, and there's such a clear reasoning behind that, and you should see the light. Whilst believing in the in the in a covert idea that has absolutely no grounding in evidence or rationality itself. Mm-hmm. So it's two heads just butting against each other because with conspiracy theories, a lot of it is you can't we can't sit here and claim and show or prove that they're not true. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's why conspiracy theories capture the imagination. Because but it could we, be happening. But we can. No, we can't. Flat Earth. Flat Earth, yeah, again, but then if you go deep enough into flat Earth, something like Flat Earth theory is that you problematize the, the pictures that we got from space. This is what I Have mean. Have we ever been to this the moon? The, the point, it's infinite what I'm regression. saying is that we can prove it, but that no longer means anything. But, but that's what the, but that's the, the change. The whole point, that's the nub of conspiracy theories is have you seen it for yourself? Have you seen that the Earth isn't flat for yourself? But if we took a flat Earther up in a rocket to show him... Exactly. They wouldn't believe that. 100%. But the point is, if you haven't seen it for yourself, you then believe in power structures that are telling you things to be true. So they problematize those power structures and say they're lying to us. And And you can't... As in for flat Earth, we can't absolutely say that not to be true. Yeah, it's (laughs) 50-50. I wouldn't say (laughs) 50-50, but we cannot say that that is not a fact. Yeah. 
we because we can't we haven't seen it for ourselves and we have to believe pictures that we see from the government that it's not and it's using the genuine uh, the problem with uh, the rise of ridiculous conspiracy theories often taken by the right is that genuine comments against establishment uh, by progressive you know genuine big banking interest capitalism all of that it's now gets lumped in with the same thing as conspiracy theories yeah, that's you're using the same uh, ah. argument. Uh, bit government, the media, the media is lying. The media is constructing narrative. Yeah. Yada yada yada. But that's the same thing the flat earthers would use to say that the Earth's exactly. fucking flat. The biggest problem with conspiracy theories is that they distract everyone from the main conspiracy theory, which is capitalism. Thank you for coming. Thank you for thank you. <laughs> but that's true because it's the same critical revolutionary mindset, but it's just put into like Trump. Although Hillary Clinton has sex with children, mm. which is like, why, why don't we focus on something that is definitely happening? That's definitely yeah. Like Hillary Clinton has so much shit that she's definitely done. That's all. Does she fuck kids though? But why make it that? And this is it's almost like it works in Hillary Clinton's flavor. It does. Flavor. <laughs> she's a flavorsome lady. Um, to have this ridiculous thing, but I think Boys Go Wild. We're slowly working out what it is. It's a men's mental and physical health podcast. It's a topical podcast, but also it's trying to. Uh, ride the as opposed to go against and fight the post-truth wave. I want to ride it. Oh, absolutely! Let's, Embrace it because this is why we it's create such our a, own truth. It, it's terrifying existing at the moment. It, it, the world's madder than it has been for maybe ever. Like, I don't know a time, probably since Second World War, that the world's been this this mental. Even then, it wasn't as weird. Cold War. It's just. Whenever, when we, everyone was just convinced of the fact that we, we were just going to be bombed at one point. Yeah. And the entire world would go to... Everyone, my problem is everyone thinks that their time is the most mental. Uh, we did not think that in the noughties. We did not think that in the nineties. No, not... We yeah, did not think yeah, that. Yeah, but we... But it's like gen ago. generationally. So a lot of a lot of our parents lived through the Cold War or some of it. Yeah. And, and that was that was kind of... No, but my... But I, I they, maybe more nuts. I speak to my parents, they said this is much madder. They do. Genuinely. Because I think it's just the, the culmination of the internet makes things weird. Cold War, though there, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, it was very paranoid. It's tangible. It's tangible. Now, because the internet is so fragmented, I don't think truth was so... Oh, God, truth. No, yeah. Truth's never so been in a more diabolical this state. This is why Boys Gone Wild will be... We are not bastions of truth fighting um, to bring back normality. We are merely on the cart of post-truth. We're riding that wave and, and you're here for the ride, you know? And we're, we're perpetuating the problem. You know, and even the relationship I have with fans like Ellis, you know, who... Uh, it's not such a thing as a fan anymore. Yeah, They've all got to they, be self-reflexive. Yeah, yeah. They, they Likes the podcast, doesn't like me. You know, that's the perfect post-truth. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that's modern fandom. Um, but... Um, Hmm. Have we got any more in Russia? How we long could talk about me in oh. Russia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, hold on. So where did you say post-truth? Yeah. Post-truth. But hearing the way that you talk about um, uh, Russians and the the admiration that you have for how Russia do things, yeah. as in not giving a fuck. I really do, yeah. Do you think a lot of that is the reason why you're so obsessed with Eastern European women? Yeah, I have a weird... Um, I I did I didn't think I had a type, but I seem to only be often be attracted to like Eastern European slash Nordic women. Tall, harsh, mean, <laughs> blonde women. <Yeah>. Honestly, that was <laughs> every time we had a we had an estate agent yeah. show us around the house once, and she had to come in on a day off, and she was so unhappy about it. 
She yeah. hated it and she was horrible to us. She was from Eastern Europe. She was blonde. And it was a horrible, it was awkward walking around the house. And then just in one room, I looked at her, I was her, she went, you fancy her a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really like that Russian attitude because I've been to Russia. I went to Moscow and St. Petersburg. And what is interesting about uh, Russians, um, which is different from the UK, is that in Russia, you're expected to only show how you're feeling. Yeah. So um, someone working in a shop in Russia, if they woke up, and they feel miserable about their job. Yeah. It's socially acceptable yeah. to be horrible to people because that's authentic. Well, that's it's even more. That's there's that happens across mainland Europe as well. It's mostly just us who are so stooped in our own ideas of politeness and withdrawn emotions from normal society that it's quite a it's quite a clusterfuck to experience. I see. I I w before I used to think British culture and society were too like rigid and polite, but I traveling around the world i find i like um the british politeness i've i've learned that that's actually something i quite like because it's it's not inauthentic because it's so scripted it's almost like so like for example if you go to america you go into a shop a shop assistant will be like i hope you have a great day and like pretend they love you sickly sweet sickly sweet but their implication is not just they're polite they genuinely care about you. Yeah, that's that, I don't like this. That's the problem. In Britain, Falseness. there's a politeness that helps society move. So there's just a general after you, just the thing to make sure there's as little conflict as possible. But it's not, doesn't have the implication that that person genuinely cares about you. I, no, I, you're right, mate. It's not, I think we are friends. It's I like acknowledging you. It's, that yeah. we're both human beings. Yeah, that's, Which, I like I, that. I agree. I think we should separate that polite, like general minute polite society from England's and the UK's lack of ability to process and, and show emotion. For sure. Different, but that's true because in Berlin, Berlin, I, I kind of hate Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a good time there. <laughs> I don't get let into any clubs, even though I really like music. <laughs> you really like it. I really like music, but they don't let me in. They just look you every, you stand in a queue. Uh, we, I remember we went to one club where we, me and my ex-girlfriend were very happy. Very, we were so excited to see the music. We got to see the specific DJ. Yeah. We got every, all of, all of the people we were with to go to this event. It, we, we traveled for about 45 minutes to get there. They were in front of us. You have to go in at like a separate yeah. groups because they don't like that. They don't like a big group. Yeah. And then we're waiting in the queue for about honestly an hour. It was raining. We then get, all of our friends then get in front of us, get to get in, because we were kind of like the people who were definitely going to get in mm. um, uh, because we like the music. And you have to, so what they do in, in German, German bouncers, what they do is they ask you how many people you're with and they get you to say it in German. Well, you, you know, we I know German. You, I did, we, we did German honestly, GCC together. Honestly, so then there was two of us. So I went, Zwei. Nice. And he went, not today, guys. And they just literally look you up and down and go, not today, guys. And then you walk away. So all of our friends who we told them about the event who didn't know the DJ got in and we had to go home in the rain. Just you two. Just, uh, just, just us two. We had to go home in the rain. That is brutal. And th that, well, that's just the whole clubbing scene of Germany, yeah. which is... is it, you can't judge Joe's side of Berlin. It's, it's no, 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 absolutely not. But there's the same thing. So in Berlin as well, when you're going into a shop, as you were saying about the politeness of yeah. society, whenever I, you go in, I, you go into a shop in Berlin yeah. and you get, your, you get your thing. You walk in and say, hi, mate. Because if it's a small shop, um, no reply. You then get your get whatever you're buying, put it on the counter, and then it's just at the end of it. Cheers, mate. Have a good day. They just stand there in silence. They say nothing, and I persisted on doing it every time yeah. I went into a shop. 
have a good day, mate. Cheers. Thanks, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah, nothing. They just look at you. Yeah. Like that. And I hate that. I need a bit of human interaction of you're a human, I'm a human. Let's call the whole thing quits. Yeah, this is that. that's what, something that we do shit on England a lot, but that's something I do genuinely like. The cheers, pal. Cheers, buddy. The cheers, pal. And you're the right, mate. the amount of you're things right. you can call another person. You're right, yeah. Pal, buddy, Geezer. bro. You know? You know? We've run out of You know we've run out. <laughs> but there's several more. Yeah. Comment below. Um, but you were saying about emotional repression in England and like, I, it's definitely bad for a lot of British people's mental health, but I think it's so entrenched in me that I do genuinely find um, emotionally unrepressed people quite frustrating and annoying. It's really good you acknowledge that. Because well, yeah, <laughs> it's so true. I do. I genuinely, I think it's probably because it's the, that British stoicism is but like- But it's not a frustration. But it's a frustration. But, but I, you can't do feels, the same. It feels, no, it's not that. It feels like a genuine- you know, sometimes I feel like Mark from Pe who's Peep, Peep Show. Show is it Mark. Yeah, yeah. Mark. I feel like Mark from Peep Show sometimes. We all but, do. But it's not. It's not me saying, "God, I wish I could open up." It's me genuinely thinking, "Just pull yourself together. <laughs> pull yourself together, woman." <laughs> Worse, the whole English pull up your socks. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But the whole point of pull up your socks and get get on with your day is about work. It's about the fact that we don't we don't bring emotions and and socialness into our work that we do. The way that society I runs. I think there's something different there because Germany are much more efficient and work uh, oriented. But country. they've got a different culture surrounding their work. No, emo the hatred that you have for people that are too open with their emotions and you're saying pull it together. The Russians and the Eastern Europeans do it exactly how you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's how I like it. They're open with it, but they don't fuck about with it. Yeah, so they're like, they're open because they'll tell you how they feel, but how they feel is repressed. <laughs> <laughs> the socks are constantly pulled up, yeah, but, but they're letting shit It's authentic. Loose. It's authentic. Exactly. Yeah. But I like aggressively emotional women. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah. go the other way. I want to yeah. be dragged out into you the, wanna, the you battlefield wanna, You want a woman who's going to ruin your life oh, emotionally. God, yeah. And yeah, because you're not a super emotional. You're quite English and repressed as well. I but am. You, but you like having someone. But I no, but I want to get better. <laughs> I keep wanting, and I want someone to drag me out of the English mud. I want someone who's not tedious as fuck. <laughs> okay, and now we're heading into the questions part of the show. Um, this will become a Patreon um, privilege. Uh, not a right. Not a right. <laughs> <laughs> this will become a Patreon privilege, not a right. So only Patreon members, but we don't have enough Patreon members yet. Only six. The ratio's mean? starving. He can't eat. I need. We need subscribers to the Patreon. We're going to put a lot more stuff on there. And when I saw we get him rummaging around the bins outside <laughs> last night, <laughs> looking for Patreon subscribers. <laughs> oh, you're not going to find any in there. Um, but so instead, I've got some questions from people on Instagram, which we'll probably do. But the whole next point week. is that if you subscribe to Patreon, you'll have the benefit of asking questions and having them answered directly. So we might do one, one or two on the main one for an episode. But at the end of the day, you got it. If you ain't if you ain't paying that dollar, you ain't gonna get that sweet sweet content. Okay. So first questions by um, Stinky underscore Trump. Uh, he says, "How big is PP?" Just disregard it. Okay, but I'm just saying this is this is another uh, fan who I don't know, but uh, it's just a fan of the podcast. I think it's come from TikTok, and this sort of sums it up. Seven Stinky underscore Trump a pizza and pool his, pie. His low his uh, profile picture is of Bob Odenkirk, and the question without a question mark is how big is PP? Which I think he's talking about how Bob big... Odenkirk. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the question is how big is your knob. You got a chonker. You got it. It's a chonker. <laughs> uh, right. Moving on to the next question. Um, 
Which one of you chaps is the bigger white supremacist? This is a good question. It's definitely you, without a doubt. I probably, yeah, probably me, because I look more like one, and I definitely feel you look, like, yeah, you look more Aryan. Yeah, but got, you also have aggressively racially insensitive politics. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I also think white is right, so yeah. that that's probably. Whereas I don't. <laughs> that's probably yeah. So that's I'm the big white supremacist. We're rattling through these questions yeah, a lot more. Bash. Uh, what's your favourite way to be cuckolded? Oh, if you were going to be cuckolded, if I, God, the list is endless. Because you're dressing a bit cuckoldy. It's uh, kind of like sexy golf dad. <laughs> and I'm rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking but it, it. You you could wear that while watching your wife getting fucked by a, <laughs> a six foot five Brazilian. If I do, if I do the yeah. Up. Yeah, you could say, oh, do you guys want any tea or uh, condoms? Do you need any lube or is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any favourite way that you'd be, want to get be, cuckolded? Be, be gentle with it. Oh, no, it's fine. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, oh, God. Like in, well, cuck, cuckolding is a very broad spectrum, isn't it? It's because it's within the bedroom as much as it is on a day-to-day life. Because you have some people living cuckold as, as cuckolds permanently, yeah. which sounds terrifying um, to me. Favourite way to be cuckolded? So I'd like to see a man fucking my girlfriend. Wife. Or, Let's or make wife. it wife. Let's make it wife. Um, so I'm in a straight jacket. Sure. So I really can't move. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And then I've got another cuckold next to me who's feeding me tea. <laughs> just giving me a bit of tea every now and again. And yeah. a spank on the bum. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I am a naughty boy. Yeah. Um, whilst the man fucks my wife. in It has to be in your own bedroom. Yeah, I think yeah, it has, yeah. Definitely. It has to You're be Wearing in your, your clothes bedroom. on your stuff and like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wearing my clothes, but he keeps every time he, every time he go, uh, penetrates her a bit, he just rips a bit of my clothing off. Yeah. As in destroying... Until you become free and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. Nice. Okay. What about you? Do you want to... Uh, my favourite uh, cuckold, I think it would be um, threesome. Uh, she's really nervous about it. I'm the one pushing for it. I think it'd be great. It turns out to be um, with another guy, which I'm, you know... He's, I mean, he's I mean, open I mean, I'm, to. I'm open to it. Uh, I'm really excited about it. My wife uh, is a bit kind of and then it gets going he's a much he's the opposite of me um he's like this kind of latino gorgeous like uh long hair chiseled face believes great, in racial no, great, equality believes in racial equality uh emotionally open and then he starts pounding on her and he's just doing a great job she's having the best sex of her life and then i keep trying to get involved I, so I, it's I, not it's not like an organized do you mind if i just up? yeah and I, i'm just constantly tr- attempting to, like, to grab like grab just yeah bits, and then and then of... before you know it, i'm getting my hands battered away yeah um yeah that's a good one I'm gonna go now. Saying it and there's, yeah. there's nothing. That's how slamming I slamming the door, but then just hearing. <laughs> Hello, the I'm leaving. I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah, that's how um, my favorite way to get cuckolded. And then uh, last question um, from our good friend Michael Haddad: uh, How would the orc in Lord of the Rings, who says, "Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys." have any concept of what a menu is. Do you know what that moment in the yeah. the film is? Uh, I'll get a clip of it now. As with any question from Michael Haddad, what it essentially is, is a statement to, to show a hot take in the guise of a question mm-hmm. where he cares about other people's opinion. Nice. So there's no, no answer. The, the, it is a good point about the film. No, I think I think we can go into it. I don't think we can. How did the orc in Lord of the Rings? How did the orc in 
concept of a menu. I mean, it's just a good point. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no answer to it. Okay, great. Um, that now we come to the um, end of. Well, actually, one more if you're interested. We'll do one more cue. Let's get. Should should um, Mel Gibson still be hired to make movies? How long have we got? (laughs) Uh, We're, We're running out of time. No. Cool. That's 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 the question section. Uh, so for, for more uh, fiery questions, uh, I will be asking next week for questions again. Um, but f- once the Patreon reaches a certain level, it will become Patreon exclusive. Um, we have reached the end of the show. Uh, and as is tradition, um, I'd like you to end it with some final statements. Try and end this. We talked about a lot of things. Yeah, it yeah. was a at times it was quite serious. We discussed many ideas, quick fire. Uh, we saw a different side to Andrew, which is him. Uh, the fact that when he's not hungover and drunk, he's actually even worse in many ways. He's more unbearable. Uh, Absolutely. Instead of being chilled, laid back, and incompetent, he's yeah. now uh, constantly talking about capitalism very sincerely. Lesser so, of two evils. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're trying to, to work it out. Hence the uh, alcoholism. Yeah. Um, what did we talk about initially? Uh, we talked about aging, appearance, uh, Russia, uh, conspiracy theories, yeah. capitalism, uh, Mel Gibson, um, cuckold. cuckold. So try and sum it up into, a, into a, a nugget of wisdom that they'll be able to take away with them. Age is but a number. Nice. That's a good start. But when it shows on the face, sometimes you could be worried about your nose. Mm-hmm. And a way to cope with that would be to poison dissenting views. Mm -hmm. But instead of doing that, we should focus on the problems of capitalism, put ourselves in a straitjacket, and let another man fuck your wife.